You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Riffers. This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast. We go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunt your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake and the Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about time magic. So, as is well known by this point, I am more than a little bit fond of high magic, powerful magic, all of that kind of shit. And time as a factor that magic can manipulate is fucking awesome in my book and something that, well, I believe is worth discussion. So before I do go off onto my rant, uh, Nathan, what time magic canonically exists in D&D? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So there actually is a pretty significant amount of it, not a ton, but probably more than most people would think. And there are hints that there is kind of greater things possible than what we actually do even see. So the most obvious one is kind of uh, lesser known because it is from the Wildmount book, but there actually is an entire school of magic in Wildmount of, you know, chronergy, you know, chronal time magic and so that entire subclass is based around the manipulation of time which is pretty cool but again that is wild mount so technically an argument could be made that that is you know not in the forgotten realms and not a normal magic but it does of course just have to be mentioned because it does exist so the thing that most dungeon masters are more likely to come across is in regards to planar shenanigans and this is one of the most common times where time magic can be seen is you know canonically part of the forgotten realms and just lots of other places as well and just one that i personally have made use of and enjoy often honestly so there is in the dungeon master's guide talk when talking about the Feywild in particular, that there is a time warp in effect, and that when characters leave the Feywild, that 
you know, you can choose to obviously, you know, your Feywild mileage may vary, but they have a chart where there is an effect on time. And what's kind of neat is that for this D20 roll, it can be fucking scary in lots of different ways. So on the chart, they have either days become minutes, which is really cool to think about. Because imagine then that, okay, if you spend seven days in the Feywild, then that's just seven minutes in the real world. That's awesome and crazy powerful. But then they also have days become hours. Still pretty cool, although obviously, you know, 60 times less. So a week just becomes seven hours. Still real cool. No change. Okay. Then the other direction. Days become weeks. So you're in the Feywild for a week and it becomes seven weeks on the material plane. Creepy. That's cool. But then it's it a... keeps going. Oh, no. Days become months. So if you spend seven days, that becomes seven months. And oh, can you the imagine daddy, something like seven days um... becomes seven years? Oh, boy. So if you spend a month in the Feywild, then that could have one month turn into 30 years when they return and that type of time manipulation on both directions of it is where i feel there is a lot that a dungeon master can make use of for storytelling for good or for ill so i'm curious yeah of course so nathan what comes to mind for you when you hear about that potential existence well i imagine in something like this there's a young seven-year-old boy that is whisked away into the Feywild. He's lost, but manages to find his way out after meeting a couple of people there. And like, you know, if it, you know the typical young adventure story thing. And then he <laughs> comes back and then he goes back to his village and he finds out that it's gone and everyone's uh, no longer there. He, he He's at a loss and he, he uh, tra- travels his way onwards and then he finds out, oh no, uh, many years have passed and... Oh, well, some big, awful event has happened and everyone's dead. (laughs) Everything he's known is gone. The entire world situation is different. And he's sad and alone. Okay, so that is definitely a backstory for a character. But again, to zoom out a bit to the more D&D level party perspective, Nathan. So there are a lot of ways that the manipulation of time can be a valuable asset to a dungeon master. So first, just as you said, the idea of using it for a time skip can be a really powerful thing, because then you can have a situation with the familiar characters of the party all of a sudden in a setting that has radically changed around them. So then you can have the effect of, okay. So, you know, you were in the other plane for, you know, two months, which means that, you know, 60 years ended up passing on the material plane. Like having a 60 year time skip in game is not nothing because, okay, that would mean that most human adults that you knew have probably died. Maybe they have descendants running around. Maybe they don't. Any dwarves or elves are probably the same, just a little bit older. What societal changes, what wars have come and gone, uh, you know, turnover of kingdoms in that period of time, new empires founded potentially in that time. The idea of a time skip in a Dungeons and Dragons game is powerful. 
And by using the manipulation of time in just either planar shenanigans or specific time magic is something that a dungeon master has the power to have as part of their world and is something that can have a massive influence on the story. However, this is where I'm going to insert the caution label, because if you do play in a game where there's a lot of connections between the parties and NPCs, and then you have a time skip and the party comes back just to find out that everyone is dead, that's a dick move. Nathan, I'm sure that makes you very happy. Exactly. Fuck you. (laughs) No, no, it's not. No, no, no. Nobody's dead. Everyone who's left alive is weak and withering. Um, they, they, they're, they're, they're empty and sad. They tell you of uh, moments that you weren't there to help them out, and they blame you for it. <laughs> yeah, and for good and for ill, that is part of the storytelling power of making use of this. Because, as you said, there can absolutely be those times of just, you know, the old, decrepit, you know, potentially badly wounded people that your party built these strong connections with previously asking, you know, where were you? We needed you. You know, why didn't you help us? My my favorite kind is when you like have a little kid as a party's um, companion and then you just come back. She's now like in her 30s and the party's like, oh, shit. And she's full of rage. It's great. (laughs) Uh huh. <laughs> I wonder what you're talking about. Uh, but seriously, though, and that is just the one angle of it to think about. Okay, the party was away. It also gives you a mechanic for a montage if you want to think about it from the other perspective. If you have the potential then to have, oh, the other way around where we can be in this other place for, you know, months or even years, and it is just that drastically shorter period of time, that is powerful in a world that has a leveling system like Dungeons and Dragons does. So if you are in a place where the party is able to have other adventures and do things <laughs> and then they come back and find out wait, wait wait we've been gone for years and years but it's only been a week oh fuck and then it's the other situation of oh we are much now. older than the people that yeah. we knew like what if someone you know was adventuring and they were in a relationship and they come back uh, then it's and not okay suddenly, anymore <laughs> and now they're suddenly you know five ten years older than when they were they've had all these adventures while they were away but the person they come back to is exactly the same like that's a dramatic moment like oh, Remy, to... you're thinking too normal. Uh, I was thinking of the, the the whole um oh uh, there are two teenagers and then one one was hit by this uh, time thing and comes back older and then it's it's all fucked and sad and and terrible. Uh, yeah, I figured you'd bring that up. And this questionable dealings that that need to be talked about at the table. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> But but again, that is indeed a potential source of interesting drama or another way that that could go. uh, Actually, another aspect of this that I should bring up, too. If you are going the planar route for all of this, and I will go into other options later on, but canonically in D&D, there are times and places where connections to the different planes are unstable, which means then that 
there are situations canonically where people fall through into these other planes by accident. And that also can be very interesting because that gives the opportunity for something like, you know, a child falls through one of these by accident and they just end up growing up in this other plane. And then, okay, you know, decades pass and, you know, it's just is their home at that point. And then maybe they do figure out or find out or just accidentally return. And then you can have the situation where there's like, a child that meets their parents, but they're older than they are. And that can just be very interesting storytelling. Or what happens if there is like a uh, heir to a throne somewhere that, you know, disappears and then comes back as a full adult or comes back and now they're suddenly older? Because in a world of magic, like, would there even be inheritance rules of what happens if like the second child becomes older than the firstborn? That'd be fucking weird. And like most people wouldn't think about that. But in a higher magic world, is that something there are actually rules for? Is that the kind of thing that might just spark a civil war if there are these, you know, two very different, you know, heirs to the throne that arguably do both have some legitimate claim? Or is it just, you know, the firstborn is the firstborn regardless of age? Like you you kind of need to think about that kind of thing in a world where there is this kind of magic. And just again, I love thinking about the world big picture of just what kind of influence does this kind of stuff have on things. So now let's move on from the planar side, though, into other magic, because, again, a standard D&D world is generally pretty high magic your individual world may not have a lot of level 20 people running around but rules as written you know wish exists there is some crazy shit that exists but wish specifically actually does kind of have some mention in this because there is like the very specific text of wish that says if you wish a villain were dead you might get propelled forward in time to a period when that villain is no longer alive effectively removing you from the game like that is Yay. the text of wish so by rules as written there is some time magic in the game and you know i mentioned in wild mount there was the you know chronergy school of magic which has a lot of time magic spells uh like time ravage which is one that i talked about back when wild mount first came out which is a really scary spell that ages someone Be until they have 30 days left time. to live yeah oh yeah shit. 30 that, days that is ravaged by jesus yeah like that's a Yo, fucking scary well? spell yeah it ages you to so, the so point wait, where you you become weak and old 30 yeah. days to live yeah is there anything you can do i mean yeah but not a whole lot <laughs> Jeez. yeah basically you need a wish or a ninth level greater restoration to turn it back yeah it's a fucking terrifying spell i i want this when do i get it <laughs> uh, i'm shocked uh, the bright side it is ninth level so there wouldn't be that many people in rift week that would be able to cast it oh um oh shit the rift not open none, everyone many. everyone knows how to do it now Whoa. actually that'd be a fucking cool but scary rift imagine if there was a rift that just basically had that effect on like everyone within like five miles of it or something it's just like everyone can cast this horrible spell <laughs> like imagine oh, no. oh, you God. just have a vendor passing out nukes here you go you can have a nuke <laughs> you, you can, can have a nuke, nuke. everybody 
gets a nuke. He gets a nuke. <laughs> but anyway, even if we do go with the more you know standard D and D rules, discounting what's available in Wildmount, there is also the ninth level time stop spell, which is really fucking cool. So it just freezes time for everyone around you but yourself. So you just are able to take. 1d4 plus 1 turns in a row, you just can't attack without the spell ending. So, really fucking cool spell to just imagine just that time frozen around you. Like, that is just an effect that is really cool to me. And, like, there's a reason that there are, you know, movies and just things in media with the idea of stopped time, because it is a powerful, powerful effect. But all of this stuff is just the official stuff. So now let's move on to talking about how you can make up your own shit and implement your own uses of time magic in the Dungeons and Dragons game. So again, I can obviously rant a lot about this. So before I do so, Nathan, just what are your thoughts on the idea of using time magic? So time magic is really fun because uh, you can do all sorts of fuck shit with it. But uh, there's also like other applications of it, which could be quite interesting. Um, so I was thinking something along the lines of <laughs> basically um, saving and loading as, as like an interesting power that you could give to a party at the start of a campaign. <laughs> which oh, shit. That would be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, but it'd be fucking hilarious to see what they would do with it. Potentially. Yeah, like, because essentially kind of you're giving a very video gamey kind uh-huh. of ability, but to a party who um who who can just use it to essentially groundhog day their well, way through I mean, any it's situation. More safe game than groundhog day, but we will absolutely talk yeah. about that in a moment. But okay, on the whole save game idea. So where would such a power come from in world? Uh, sure, a rift. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, again, not everyone is playing in Riftwake. Wild magic. Yeah, uh, maybe. But that might work once if it's just wild magic. Okay, let's let's say it's a magical item. There we go. Hmm. Okay. So, for the record, if there's a magic item like that, it should be an artifact. So this should be like a one of a kind thing that has like mysterious origins, might have some connection to a god to have the power (laughs) that it does. Whether it does or not, obviously uh, up to you. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We give you uh, save games. Here you go. (laughs) That's how the god sounds like. Here you go, save games. What is also kind of fun to think about is like, okay, even if I do go along with that kind of idea in a D&D game, it is very much worth thinking about what are the rules and limits? Because if you are using any form of time travel in a D&D game, or in any kind of storytelling in general, in all honesty, you need to have rules to the time travel that you stick to. Because what makes a good time travel story is following whatever the rules of time travel are that you make. So looking at probably a less known example of time travel, but one of my favorites in all of media, there's a movie called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, there's a trilogy of them, but I'm just going to stick with the original. And the rules of time travel in that there's no like branching timelines. There's just the one timeline. And what that means then is that 
time travel cannot change things. So any use of time travel is only usable to get to where you are, which is kind of confusing. So let me give a more just specific example. They mentioned in the movie that the dad's keys went missing three days ago. Later on in the movie, they need the dad's keys. So they just decide, oh, okay, we're going to go back in time three days, steal the keys and hide them here. And they just reach into a bush and pull out the keys. And then later they realize, oh, I guess it was me who stole my dad's keys because the dad was blaming it for the keys earlier in the day. (laughs) So it is a closed loop of time travel. So it is a fantastic set of movies for following its rules of time travel. It is closed loop. You go back in time to set up the thing that happens now. You are not changing the past. You are setting up the present. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) okay so here's the thing right Uh it's all good in like a written like a pre-planned format but it's not really as easy to do in the fucking freeform improv kind of game i don't know what you're talking about that makes perfect sense does it yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe i just have a peculiar type of mind so let's then go to another just classic media example of time travel which is back to the future and this is where we have the potential for alternate timelines and honestly in a DD game this is probably the way to go because it's a lot fucking easier for most people to deal with it that way which is time travel is possible but if you change something in the past you don't change the present you create an alternate timeline that splits off with the changes that you have made. Now, that is insanely powerful and is very interesting to me from the world building perspective because a D&D world typically has gods. So if there are alternate timelines, how do gods factor into such a situation? So generally, it will be probably one of two things, which is either 
like each timeline has its own sets of gods, which is crazy to think about if you mean that. Okay, so planar travel is possible, which would in theory mean that if you knew how, you might be able to travel to alternate timelines, which has its own crazy amount of potential story. But then that also means could you have like potential like God on God violence with counterparts of evil gods and have, you know, that kind of classic scenario or the other way would be gods are, you know, above time where a god is aware of all alternate timelines and that gods just are able to manage all alternate timelines simultaneously, which to be honest, would be a real good explanation of why gods aren't more active in the material plane, because they're watching all the fucking timelines at once and they're just fucking busy. Like, I kind of like that interpretation personally. But again, your mileage may vary. So I mentioned just that there are ways to do time travel, but I probably should have prefaced that a little bit, at least with should you. So I'm curious to just your opinion, Nathan. Like, do you feel that more options of time magic should be used in D&D. Time is a... Okay, so the reason why I'm a bit, like, dubious on introducing too much time, actually just generally anything too powerful into any game, is that it gives a lot of chaos... It adds a lot of chaos into the system. Uh, which we well well know um, from Riftwick, uh, there's a lot of chaos in the system. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need uh, anything too special. You don't need anything, just us. <laughs> exactly. So here's generally my take on uh, anything when it comes to revival, time magic, whatnot. Make it limited, make it powerful, make it rare. Wait, I said two things the same. They're the fucking same. <laughs> <laughs> make it limited, make it powerful, and make it yeah. That that's basically it. Just make so it one limited. One thing that I powerful. would add: give it a cost. Yeah, cost is cool. I like yeah. Preferably somebody dies or suffers. I yes. If two people die and suffer, that's even better. The more people so, who die and suffer, the greater the coolness factor of your uh, spell. So. The idea of a cost of time travel is on, honestly one that could be a real interesting idea, too, because let's say that someone something terrible just happens, might be the party's fault, might just have happened regardless. But then, OK, uh, someone figures out and the choice is made to travel back in time. But the cost could just be that once you do change the timeline, enough to have prevented the calamity you cease to exist because the series of events that would have created you oh, like this. no longer happen so then it could be this kind of suicide mission campaign where your party is you know in the past and hell you might even have them interact with their younger selves which would be a pretty funny thing to role play or it could just be that they are just seeing these people you know, from just back in the day, and they're just trying to deal with it. But that also gives you the potential dick move, which I'm sure Nathan will be fond of, of do they know that they will cease to exist when they succeed? Or do you only find out at the climax of the game? Again, I would suggest to not be a dick like that, 
But no, like, in certain the stories, don't that be can a, work. Don't, don't be a dick in that situation, you know? Why? Because um, knowing that you're going to die makes it all so much more satisfying when you yeah, do. <laughs> they, it means that they have to make that choice. Yeah. And, like, yeah. um... I want I want to see anyone, absolutely anyone, sacrifice themselves. Like Yosefi almost did it, but he didn't actually die, so I'm very well, sad. He was willing to. And yeah. I have a lot of respect for, you know, Josh the player and Yosefi the character for those actions. But that's kind of why I want to see some amount of time travel in Riftwick, because I would love to see Gore Frumnaheim make the sacrificial choice. That would be fascinating to me. In happening. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? D and D is a big, big world or set of worlds, uh, infinite omniverse. Anyway, so even besides the idea of traveling, you know, back in time, of course, you could also do the other version of traveling to the future. But again, that's not too dissimilar from time skip from a time skip rather or, you know, using the imprisoned spell or there's actually a lot of potential ways to just have a time skip. So I'm not going to really focus too much on that. However, now we go back to something we briefly mentioned earlier. One of my favorite movies is Groundhog Day, where you have a character who is stuck in a time loop. Time loops fascinate me so this is actually something that i have done before in my own home game because of just high magic interactions with an artifact triggered an accidental time loop so regardless of how you hand wave it to start the idea is you have some amount of time like the movie went with you know one full day and that at a certain time time just flat out reset but also if the person dies time resets so uh, having it be kind of a form of immortality makes it very, very, very interesting to me. So in a D&D game, that can be used in a lot of ways. So again, one way it could be done is just kind of a montage of, okay, you're going through this situation or, you know, kind of like a video game where you are just kind of getting the feel for the level and you just go through over and over and over again until you just know every creature's movement, you know, patrol patterns, you know, what have you. So taking advantage of that kind of thing for whatever mission might be the case, or it could just be the kind of more like the movie itself where it's unknown what the fuck happened. It's just happening and that especially at the first like it may actually take a couple of days potentially for the party to even notice that it's just the same day again but what is different potentially in the movie compared to D&D is the presence of other magic because the limitation in the movie is that he only has a finite amount of space just because of weather conditions to get just away from there in the time he has D&D has magic like teleport or even just fly. So the idea of a party after potentially years in a loop with all the good and bad that can come of that just going insane and then so insane you go back to sanity over and over again, just learning everything there is to know about the places that they can reach. It's just interesting to see what players might do in that situation. However, it's also interesting to think about what are your rules of time travel with this? Because if you are just waking up 
that same morning again, okay, that would in theory mean, at least by most interpretations, that okay, you might be able to you know continue learning, but you can't really train your body because at that point in time, you just wake up after the training and it just resets. So that would be incredibly troublesome if you have, you know, half magic users and half, you know, fighters in the party. Like, would that mean then that by whatever rules you create, would it be that magic users, you know, souls become wiser and more powerful and magic users can level up in a time loop, but fighters may not? Is leveling in your world an aspect itself of magic, which would allow fighters to level up in the time loop? Or is it such a hard reset that no one can level up due to events in a time loop? There is not necessarily any right answer. It's just whatever works for your world. But we have talked at length about how chaotic a Dungeons & Dragons party can be. However, how much more chaotic are they going to be in a situation where there are not long-term consequences? Because if they are in a time loop, they can do whatever they want, and then the loop just resets and they're back to where they started. Does the party go full, insane murder hobo? Do they eventually just try to be good just for the sake of doing something different after some crazy amount of loops? Like, an entire campaign could very easily just be themed around the idea of player characters in a time loop. And Jesus. I myself was only lucky That'd enough be to just play session. It'd be so cool because Fuck. it'd be really hard on a dungeon master, though, because right. you, you, you wouldn't have to, to write like, remember the line. Eh, not necessarily. Kind of. I mean, like you can do what I do and basically just be like, "Come on with shit." I don't shit remember his name. Times. It's this now. Yeah, and like, like the <laughs> thing is that essentially what you're doing is you're building upon what you've already made, and just you need to keep notes. That that's essential. Yeah. But, um, the thing is that once you start off and you figure out what's the end point, you can just keep on building on that. And then what happens yeah. is just that you have this internal like map of time that the slow, like the characters and the players slowly build up and you build up as you play it through that campaign. That actually legit is something that is fucking interesting. Really cool campaign. Yeah, we're and fucking like, amazing. Something that I would love to do at some point in time, but it would definitely be complicated to manage. But fuck, would it be a cool story? It'd be so fucking cool. Because like but, you could kill someone, figure out what happens when you kill that person, and then <laughs> not you but can again, just roll it back. It depends on the time of the loop. Is it just a day or is it you know a week before it loops? Because if it is just a day, it's hard to know what would be the long-term consequences. Because what if someone is able to just cast a speak with dead tomorrow? And that's right. part of the fun, is that eventually, in theory, a loop will end. And that's another thing that's important is that when you start this, you should have a plan of how would the loop end? Is there something that needs to be done? Is there a person who's just kind of watching from the shadows doing this to them as like a test or training or what have you? Or just like, is there a curse from something they've previously done that's just like preventing them from moving on with their lives? Like when, when you out said the um... cause and the ending. When you, when you said there's someone watching from like the shadows, I was just thinking like someone getting off on the fact they're like <laughs> fucking around. Uh, I mean, we've talked before when talking about immortality back in the day. Yeah, when you're immortal, you're gonna get bored. So it would not be terribly unreasonable 
that some amount of immortals in your world, whether they, they are like archmages, liches, you know, what have you, would just do crazy shit for the sake of their own entertainment. And that could be the kind of like, you know, trolling character in the background who might arrange a lot of, you know, struggle for protagonists, adventurers, what have you, not even out of malice necessarily, but just to be a puppet master for the sake of like putting on a puppet show for all intents and purposes. And they just want to see what happens. What will people do in these crazy situations they cast? And like, honestly, that would be a pretty cool antagonist type character who is just that bored and doesn't actually dislike, but in fact, may quite like and respect the party and just puts them through this shit just for entertainment because he likes them. <sighs> in summary, well, actually, no, not yet. Uh, one more thing to mention. So we have talked a lot about the you know canonical planar stuff involved with time travel. However, there used to be something else that was more explicit. So in 5th edition, it is only in regard to the Feywild that the potential weird time stuff is mentioned. But back in older editions of D&D, there was quite a lot more written on the subject and that there are many planes of existence that have weird time in some fashion or another. And that is actually something that I really, really wish was more explicit in 5th edition. Because, yeah, there can be the kind of time warp effect, like in the Feywild, but there could also be other planes that have a more static time effect. So instead of just the roll of a dice involved with the Feywild, where you don't know what the fuck is going to happen, imagine if you do know about other planes that have a specific time warp. So thinking about it in terms of, OK, let's say hell, for example, you know, maybe hell has a you know very, very strong just difference of time where it is just to make torture that much longer so that, you know, OK, you can be in hell for a month and that month is a minute back in the material plane like that'd be just terrifying from the afterlife perspective but interesting from the high magic perspective because imagine if that is a known fact to you know higher level characters or just npcs in the world then okay well we have this you know terrible thing happening you know in a year let's say but the world is not ready how cool a story would it be if you have to either invade or even negotiate with hell to take advantage of the time warp in order to like train just the forces of the world to prepare for the big threat, something where you need either the cooperation of hell and the gods together or to potentially just destroy the rulers of hell to just use that effect for your advantage. That also could be a really fucking cool storyline. So making use of just that kind of potential planar just interactions is fucking cool. To the point also back in the day, demiplanes could even have a time factor. So extra dimensional spaces, potentially, depending on exactly how you interpret, you know, extra dimensional space either is or separate from a demiplane. Theoretically, if you did just lean to the high level magic side of things like I do, 
you could have something like a bag of holding with a time effect in it. And that also is really cool to me, because even if you have a much, much lower, you know, warp effect, like let's just say you have an eight to one. So eight hours is one hour. That would mean that characters could then have a long rest in the time of a short rest. They'd be able to have a short rest in just a couple of minutes if they just had, you know, either, you know, time bag of holding or like, you know, a wizard tent from Harry Potter with that kind of effect in it where you just have like, you know, a nice house inside a tent with a time effect. It is massively influential on the world to have planar magic effects be a known and you know more common thing and for that reason i do highly suggest that dungeon masters should think about what time magic effects may exist on their world because it can have massive influence on the potential campaign options available to you and just shaping the way characters may act in your worlds Ah, I fucking love time magic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash riftwakepodcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, on Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash Riftwake Podcast, and you can send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.